Hi, Amber. Hi, Scott. How are you? Good. You enjoying yourself? Mm-hmm. Why are you answering so fast? I don't know, because I don't, I'm, don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> you sound kind of creepy. Hi, yeah, I don't like that. I'm excited because I'm on vacation. Okay. Like now. And I got all my chores done today, too. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that also. Yeah. So I don't have to do anything for the next couple of days, which yeah. is not true. So I'll find crap to do because you know yeah. me. Yeah, you won't stop. So we had a really cool show here. Well, it, this is short and sweet. Nah, it's one of a... our favorite bands of all time. Yeah, one of our favorite bands of Currently. all time. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I mean of all time. It probably me. will I, be all time yeah, for me, this, too. Uh, yeah, this band um, has it's changed, it changed a lot of my things with music. They were a game changer band for it, me. I, I think a lot of people in the paranormal do listen to metal. I think, I think there's a yeah. larger amount of people, at least like you yeah. know, uh, heavier music. And I don't. Paul Bear they get lumped into the doom metal scene, but they're kind of like a cross between doom and progressive. Um, and even they say that when you read interviews. And doom metal is always like, Ugh, like people think it's depressing and sad, and go jump off a building and kill yourself. But they're like the opposite, where they they play slow and sludgy, yeah, and all that stuff that doom metal's about. But they're like uplifting to well, me. Well, we, and we said that to him. Um, I, I said that to Joe. I, I couldn't I couldn't yeah. put my finger on it. And finally, I came up with the wording. And when we saw him out back after a show one, one night, I said, "Joe, you play doom metal like it's arena rock." Yeah. Oh yeah. And he he looks at me and goes, "Yeah, that's exactly what we do." You know, because they grew up on all that '80s stuff. They yeah, like yeah. it, and they also like Pink Floyd and and Black Sabbath and all the other early Doom stuff. Well, Pink Floyd wasn't Doom, but you know that kind of well, progressive. 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 And, and, well, the band, they, they you know their their sound has been and changing. yes, and Rush and all that good stuff. But um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and so there's like a weird. It's a weird. I don't know if dichotomy dichotomy is the right word. There's a weird thing going on with them. That I love. It's a it's, wonderful thing. Well, no, they, they're they're an ultra progressive band. They're if you listen to what they're doing now as opposed to just five years ago, it's a different it's a different sound. Yeah, and I think that's why we like them so much because they they're one of them few bands that can kind of hold on to their their core sound that you originally fell in love with, but they're still growing and learning, yeah. and they're you know as musicians together, um, and they're really freaking nice guys too. Yeah. Man, it's just this weird thing uh, where we just get to hang out with these guys. They go out. After a show, and they go in back and they talk to people, and no, they're just they chill, don't they're run away dudes. or they're be chill, like, okay, the show's done. I don't want to talk to anybody. And also, they're they're probably not really introverts. I mean, they're 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 great guys. There's people just, that yeah. that do bands that are introverts that are like, I don't want to fucking talk to anybody. Yeah, like get, I'm going to go back into the bus and I'm going to do my thing in the next city and everything. No, we we are out there just having beers and having a riot. Well, you healed days. Joe once. You got him a band aid. I did. Oh, yeah. I did. Yeah, that was the show they played at L Club here. Yeah, when he busted his head open. Yeah, yeah he, he, and he flipped it, his face up. There was just blood he was going bleeding. into his eye. Yeah, he was bleeding. Yeah, I had to run and get a band aid, which made things even more pathetic. Yeah, because the, the, the band aid just became sweaty well, the and sweat. bloody. Yeah, the sweat. And then it was just kind of flaming. flopping off yeah. of his head. And I don't. That Poor was guy. that almost looked grosser. So we got we <laughs> have a really 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 awesome history with this band. We're proud to say they're friends of ours, uh, and. We asked them if they wanted to come and join us just for a quick chat uh, one night, and they were all well. We got we got Mark, Devin, and Joe. Yeah, Brett couldn't make it, so we got three quarters of Paul Barry yep. tonight. Uh, super excited about this, guys! Um, if you haven't heard the band Paul Bear, they're going to be your new favorite and, band. Yeah, and I can I consider these guys classy metal because they're classy as hell. No, this is why because how many metal bands can say that they were voted? NPR best album of the year. Oh yeah, 
This happened in 2000. Wine and cheese this, motherfuckers are stepping yeah, up. Yeah, this happened yeah. in 2012 with, when, when Sorrow and Extinction, their first full length, came out. And then the New York Times column, Letter of Recommendation. Letter of Recommendation. Recommended them. Yes. So you have NPR uh, and New York Times. Uh, Listen to Paul there. Uh, <laughs> so I, yeah. They rule. And, and then we just thought it'd be fun to just talk to him about some weird holiday yeah, stuff. Yeah, some stuff happened here. It was, it UFOs. Was a, yeah, it was fun. UFOs. You know? So talking UFOs with our favorite band, I think I kind of made my night. I hope your night was fun, Amber. We hope they enjoyed themselves too. Guys, enjoy Little Rock, Arkansas's Paul Bearer on Ghostly Talk. There's a certain band that Amber and I um, are absolutely in love with. Here we go. And we said we were going to try to gush. <laughs> okay, there's just a little bit of fanboy. A little <laughs> yeah, bit of fanboy We're stuff. trying not to <laughs> gush. Just a little. Yeah, we're trying not to gush here. <laughs> but there's a certain band uh, that we're huge, big, huge fans of. Uh, and the name of that band is called Paul Bearer. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys who listen to our show uh, have listened to this band. If not, you really should do yourself a favor and listen to these guys. Uh, we've been fans of these guys for years now, and we've had the opportunity and pleasure and honor um, just out of some weird randomness to get to hang out with these guys a lot. When they come to here in our hometown of Detroit, uh, uh, we've always just been able to hang out with these guys. We just hang out and talk, and I don't really any, know any other way to say it, um, especially the last time. Uh, Paul Burr came through with Tribulation, another band that we really like a lot. Uh, and it was one of those nights uh, where, we, yeah, we, I, I know, uh, Devin, we met you at the bar, or you, met, you, you came over to the bar before the show. We were sitting there having dinner, and we saw you come stomping in. And we're like, oh, there's Devin. <laughs> so, we, we, you know, we hung out there. You guys played the show, and then it just turned into this all-night thing, uh, which leads up to why we're all here tonight. Because uh, we ended up in the back of the club after the show that yeah, night. talking about ghosts and aliens. Yeah, <laughs> UFOs and stuff. And that's when we said, hey, would you guys want to try to maybe come on our show and talk about this stuff? It'd be really neat. Uh, you know, it'd be fun to talk to you guys about this stuff. Would you guys, um, uh, Brett, well, Brett isn't here, Devin, Mark, and Joe, you guys are here. So we have Devin, Mark, and Joe from Paul Berry here. And I, guys, th- thank you for joining us and coming on here just to hang out and maybe just tell some stories and have some fun with us. So welcome to our show. Absolutely, man. We're yep. excited to do it. Thank you. Yep. I, I've been uh, speaking about, like, that last time that we hung out. That was still, like, basically, like, the highlight of that tour, man. It was, like, such a fun <laughs> evening. I just, it's, it's yeah. hard to, like, find yourselves in those situations when it's like you're just kind of in like groundhog day every day like you just it's 
every day and yeah. being this kind of like weird rehash of the same thing. So like actually getting a chance to like have an hours long, really fun conversation with friends is such a welcome interruption, so to speak. It's really that boring mm-hmm. out there. <laughs> I mean, when you it's when not, you're on the road like filled, as much yeah. as, as we've been, it just man, it even even like the most exciting things can start to feel sort of mundane. It's the same yeah. every yeah. day. Like, it, it definitely we, all, we it love, can definitely run all together for sure. Like, yeah, just it's so it's so easy to just get stuck in this thing of like you know exactly how the day is going to go, and it I don't know it just it just often will just turn into this blur. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I often say because I mean playing in a band myself that we don't tour or anything like that. But even and you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, just the experience of being a local band and going to a show and being like we are, where we get there like an hour or two hours early because we're weird like that because we want to be there on time or early. And then it's more or less mm-hmm. like you guys know it's a waiting game. You just sit and you wait, you wait all night, and that's kind of what mm-hmm. you do a lot when you're in a band is you just do a lot of waiting. It seems like, <laughs> you know? yeah, oh, yeah, a lot of. A lot of waiting, just like, a lot of like vegetable plates and cheap beers. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. battling yourself trying to like not get too drunk before the show. You're like constantly battling your boredom. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's where it is. The clock and trying to like do like cool, one like, to two beers an hour. Yeah. It's like playing a it's like playing a like existential game of mousetrap. You like are constantly trying to like advance. <laughs> but you might you might like hit a booby trap and then the show's fucked for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got like yeah, if you have like a, a buddy somewhere and you you know, whatever, meet him up and then you're like fucked because you like whatever. Start, <laughs> yeah, you, start too early. You like get dinner to hang out with your buddy and then because you haven't eaten and you had like four IPAs with your buddy. You're like shit fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well yeah, as I was saying though, yeah, yeah. We ended up like we were saying, we ended up behind the club that night. We talked about all this crazy stuff. And yeah, that was a riot. I'm glad you guys had a good time there with us because we, we left there just cracking up like you know next day at work, like, hey, I'm, what Paul Bear, we hung out with Paul Bear last night and talked about UFOs. It's like, whoa, that's weird. <laughs> but that was cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, and in that conversation, yeah, these things as we said came up. And you guys were telling us some, some pretty wild stuff. And that's why like we were like, hey, well, maybe we could chat about this stuff. Uh, you guys, from what Devin told me, you guys talk a lot of this stuff when you're in the van. When you guys are touring and stuff like that, this is like your main topic of discussion. Am I wrong? It comes up oh. pretty frequently. It's like either that or I'd say it like falls a little below like talking about either pro wrestling or <laughs> – like various guitar pedals that we're like looking forward to like blowing <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah it is, it's it's definitely like something that like especially like Mark and I have talked about quite a bit yeah well yeah like, that's I know Brad like, like it's not the thing as, we're like not as into the subject but well, yeah. I know that's one thing yeah I mean, when, when we were talking uh, me like Mark and Joe you guys said that you guys actually saw something on the way to practice one night am I correct yeah. What was that all yeah, about? Yeah. Tell us yeah, about that. Did. Tell us about that. Uh, uh, years ago. Well, well, yeah, go ahead, Mark. What's up, guys? Um, yeah, it was, it was a while. It was a good while back. Were we even practicing in the it – was, it was like a different – we were practicing. This is when we were at Little Rock right? Jam. We were on our way. Oh, Little Rock Jam's right. Little Rock right, Jam. right. So this is a long um, time ago. This would have been like 
before uh, Foundations of Burden came out. This is like when we were yeah. like writing that record. Okay. Yeah. And uh, me and Joe, for I, I guess because we were both already like living in the north side of the river at that point. Uh, or no, I don't think I was. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, the two of us were together and we were going to kind of like a different part of Little Rock to meet with um, Seven and Brett for, pra- for practice. And yeah, we, we ended up actually t- pulling off the interstate because we saw, a, I mean, it was pretty, I mean, I feel like, a, you know, definitely like a few hundred people probably saw it. It was really yeah. easy to distinguish and strange. Um, a big kind of like bright light with not a, a super discernible shape behind it, just kind of more of a light, you know, but, um, you know, the way it was moving was, was pretty odd and it definitely wasn't like yeah. a, wasn't an airplane and it wasn't making any kind of sound really. Um, and, as, and I remember I mean, like, that night we, it had kind of like, a, it was like hovering sometimes. Like it would, it would be flying and then it would stop. But then yeah. like the directions that it would move from there didn't make sense from a, a normal like plane or helicopter sort of yeah. trajectory. It was yeah. really, it was definitely like, I, I remember going as, really fucking we fast left, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It would, it would go fast and it would pretty much all but stop. Um, I remember that night, I mean, we, we stopped on the interstate. I don't think we were in a huge hurry. Obviously we probably wouldn't have done that, but we pulled off and watched it for a little bit. And yeah. as we drove to practice, I remember it's just kind of like loosely coming to the, you know, it was like, man, that was either some really weird shit or maybe a drone <laughs> could have been, yeah. could have been like a drone. We, we, that, there's a part of North Little Rock that's, um, it's Camp Robinson's what's called. It's like a pretty, good size little military installation. And it, we thought, figured maybe it could have been some kind of weird, like kind of, you know, military, like whatever yeah. strange, like not a yeah. typical drone. It didn't seem like it was on any kind of, I mean, who knows what, what if any kind of mission or what I was trying to do, but, well, uh, the strange thing about it was weird. like when we, when we started kind of, so we saw it, like as we were driving, we were like, what the hell is that? So we yeah. just, we both were like, dude, let's go, like, let's try to like follow where it's going for a second. So we ended up turning off. We took an exit on the interstate. We kind of headed just like quarter mile up that way, and we got out of the van. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it was kind of like stopped. We pulled we over. Tell and, that it was like kind of hovering in a area over there. So we got out. We we were like on foot for just yeah. a, a little bit, and then we could tell that it or. It, at least like really certainly seemed like it spotted us and then it like zoomed away. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Was, yeah, yeah. It was like gone yeah, so we, fast from, from like where it was we, that there was no, there yeah. was no possibility of us following it again because it zoomed so quickly. It, it like dipped away under the trees we really quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, there was, yeah, there was definitely a period where we, we pulled over and we were kind of like a weird little parking lot uh, yeah. off of Cantrell, which is a road that's like a bit pretty, you know, busy road in Little Rock. And we kind of pulled off and there's nobody else in the parking lot at all. And I remember feeling like we both talked about it. We, we felt like it was kind of like a weird standoff. Like if it was, yeah. And happy, you know, if it, if it was looking, so to say, or whatever, at what was going on, it would have 
seemed like it saw us like pulling off and like looking at it. It was weird. Okay. I mean, there's like I said earlier, there's not much of a shape to really be. <clears throat> well, you said it looked like it's just a ball. Well, you know, of light. it was. It was just like a light. I got like kind of ball yeah, of light. Yeah, okay. yeah. It wasn't wasn't really discernible like mechanics behind it. Yeah, it just yeah. kind of a big, bright, you know, super bright light. Was this during the day and or not the night? Any sound to speak of. Say again. Uh, this is like dusk, like okay, like early evening. Okay. And you yeah, said the movement yeah, been like. Go ahead, guys. Probably like seven, seven or seven thirty, yeah. like right up during a time of the year when the sun would have like just set, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like definitely winter, seven, you know, winter, early spring. Yeah. Time. So was somewhere that the... between like seven and eight p.m. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Was that the first time you guys had experienced something in the sky that you just couldn't explain? Was that your Lisa, first? Yeah, you? for me, for sure. That was like the only time I've ever seen something that I distinctly was like, I I can't, unless that's like some sort of like really, this is kind of before people, before the drone craze, when okay. people had, had like prosumer drones. This was like, yeah, I was just <laughs> like, either it's, either it's a military thing or yeah. I don't know what the hell it is. Definitely, it definitely wasn't a private, it definitely wasn't a person, I mean, a bright, a light that bright and that weird of a thing, like that definitely wasn't, I would highly doubt that that was just like belonged to a person and they were flying it. Around. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't like be... a, one of the little drones that people use to like film no. real footage or something like that. I yeah. no, for it sure. didn't seem like that at all. Mm. I don't know. Still, <laughs> still to this day, I'm curious about like what it was. Cause it, the way it gives it, you, it, gives it you moved a... and seemed to be aware of yeah. us was really disconcerting. It gives you a different perspective on that whole thing. I know, you know, Amber and I, we saw something about 10 years ago. We, I think we may have even talked about it briefly with you guys last time we saw you. Um, and the one thing that, was, that we thought was really interesting about that was it does change your perspective on – because we've all you know, seen people like, I saw a UFO, and you're like, okay, yeah, whatever, you saw a UFO. And then when it happens to you, um, it does – to me, it changed my perspective on things, and I gained a whole new appreciation. I mean, and we're not saying this is a UFO either. I mean, you guys just saw something, and you, you can't explain it. Right. Yeah. So I should yeah, be yeah. clear about that. I don't want to be putting words in your mouth. Yeah, we're definitely. Yeah, And and to answer your question, Amber, um, I have that was probably in my life probably the third or fourth. Oh wow. Um, yeah, like anomalous thing that I've seen in the sky. Uh, the main. Uh, I'll make this really quick. Uh, several years ago, probably back around 2010 or 2011, um, a good buddy of mine who I've lived with on and off over the years, uh, it was summer, and we had a, a house kind of in this little stinky neighborhood over by the hospital in Little Rock. So we lived one block over from, you know, like tall buildings that are, you know, like, 60, you know, 50 or 60 stories tall, yeah. Yeah. big yeah. ass buildings Huge. or for, for Little Rock at least, you know, it's like, um, maybe not 50, I don't know, like tall ass buildings, you know, yeah. but not like we're also Little Rock, so we don't have anything that big, <laughs> but that's just like was one block over from where we lived. Uh, and it kind of, the hospital complex kind of like looks like a little city and we were out in the, our front yard and, you know, I'm going to go ahead and go honest on the record here. We'd, we'd been doing a little drinking. <laughs> um, it, was pro- it, it was probably it was probably about two 
2 a.m. around-ish then, and we were good and sauced up. It was typical, you know, especially back then, years ago, like, you know, typical summer night, like hanging out, drinking beers, whatever. Yeah. But we had in no way ingested any kind of, like, hallucinogenics or anything like that. Uh, I don't even think we were smoking any kind of any kind of ganja or anything like that. I think yeah. we were just, you know, completely uh, had all of our faculties for sure. And we saw a thing that um, just cruised over the hospital, like cruised over. It seemed like it was right over the building of the hospital. And it looked to be, I mean, we got a really, really good look at it. It didn't have any lights on it at all. It was completely dark. It was only lit up by city lights, like the lights from the hospital. Like you could see the light reflecting off of it, but it had no lights. It had, it wasn't producing light. Okay. And it was, and it was like probably, I want to say probably about the size of a, uh, like a school bus or maybe a little, like a short bus, okay. you know, okay. uh, but oval kind of ovalish or maybe even just kind of round, like a little weird ball. Okay. And it had no, um, no vis- visible means of propulsion at all. Mm. No, wasn't mm. making any sound. Mm. I love it. Uh, mm. Zero, wasn't, no wings, <laughs> no kind of, no kind of uh, propeller, anything. And, uh, it was fucking weird, man. It just it just cruised over the hospital, mm-hmm. right right over where we were. I mean, my buddy, we were out there hanging out. My my friend Rhett was like, "Dude, what the f-? like?" Pointed his finger at us. Like, man, <laughs> what yeah. like what the what the hell is that? Yeah. And I looked up, and we, and I mean, it was several like one one thousand, like you know, several um, probably looked at it for like five or six whole seconds. Yeah, that's a and long time. And it just time. cruised over us, and then kept going right down, like just over our street, just down our street, but you know, several hundred feet up in the air, mm-hmm. uh, but not that high either. I mean, it really wasn't. I remember Rhett and I talking about if you know if what you somebody could have hit somebody with a good shot could have hit it with a rifle or something. It was that's, that that's close. What it, felt like. it was that close, and, and it didn't make yeah. any sound. Wow. I mean, it was like you know, like. Duck hunters hit duck, you know, whatever. Like I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe not quite. Maybe it, that wouldn't have been really been possible. But that's definitely how it felt. It was that it was low enough to where it was just like, dude, like the what the fuck is that? Like it's <laughs> yeah. not making sound, and there's zero, and there's zero light. You know, like zero. Oh, so it's weird. weird. It's like when you see a car driving down the street without its lights on. It's like weird. It was just like seeing this thing without any lights on at all. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's a, there's a thing also you're talking about what this was, whatever this was above you. Um, I understand how you're, you know, it's kind of hard to gauge, you know, how high it may be. Because if you have something like yeah, yeah. very large, you know, above you, that's like not that far above you. I think, it, I've, you know, I've seen this with air, I've seen this with helicopters. I've had helicopters come over me only a couple hundred feet yeah. above me. And it's hard to gauge yeah. where they're at. Um it's also because of their size. And if you're dealing with something the size, like you're saying, well, it's the size of a, you said a, a short bus. Uh, it's pretty, it's, it's a regular size of a car or, or, or a big bus, basically. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's, it's probably a little gauge. big, like a little bigger than a car, but yeah, yeah. but a different, a completely different shape. Like I said, it's also just like this weird ass shape, man. This is definitely, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm prepared to stand by this. Yeah. Like, I know that people are listening to this. Like this is, you know, I'm being honest and this is a real, 
uh, thing. It was fuck. It was like dude, nothing I've ever seen before. Well, and the frustrating and just the fact that it was. No, go ahead, Say Mark. What? Go ahead, Mark. Just that if this was like something that was not doesn't look like any kind of model of any drone or any. I mean, it's like round almost. Yeah. It was like, okay, you know, like a. <laughs> You know, like a silly putty thing that you buy a silly yeah. putty in. Yeah, this yeah. Is like the like egg. a dart. Yeah, like, like a, a yeah, like the egg. <laughs> this is like a silly putty egg, like like a like a gunmetal gray <laughs> kind of kind of just whatever dull. Yeah, dull gunmetal gray silly putty egg, like traveling probably I don't know forty fifty miles an hour, but like several hundred feet up. Yeah, yeah. making no sound. And it was just that was. The thing Joe and I saw a couple of years ago, that was really, really strange. As far as if I were to go, if I had to go on record with my, with the most bizarre thing I've seen in the sky, that would definitely, that would definitely be that one. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, and I was going to say the, um, the frustrating thing when it comes to something like what you saw, Mark, is you're sitting there on the ground going, okay, are there alien life forms like flying that thing or is it just something that you know tesla's inventing or the government's working on or some weirdo in his right, backyard right. invented and he's like i'm gonna fly this thing tonight it's gonna be cool no one's gonna see me yeah you know it's like you have no idea what's powering that thing and that that's sure. that's the most frustrating thing did you mention anything about well, yeah. the sounds I mean, there mark did you i mean i don't yeah he said it was soundless it was just soundless well you said no vi- yeah. you know no, no visible means of propulsion so yeah no, nothing. No wings. No wings. No, no. I mean, from what we could see, and like I said, we got a pretty good look at it because it was dark. But you know, living in the the proximity that we were to the to the big complex, the big like hospital complex, there's plenty of light, and you could see it pretty. Like it was like I mean, it was pretty from the like, bottom, like really. really yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so we could see it. I mean, it was. Yeah. Yep. It was weird, man. It was really, really, really weird. And yeah, like you said, I mean, there's no way. I mean, my my buddy Rhett and I have had, you know, since that happened, dozens of discussions about it. And it's kind of yeah, it's like if that, I get, you know, I'm not, I don't know what the hell the military works on. I'm sure they have all sorts of shit. It's weird that they'd be flying it around over a super populated part of Litterock. Yeah. Um, you know, over the hotel even. Like that's yeah. A strange place for them to be flying their like silly putty eggs around. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but but I mean it, and I mean so if if it's not that, if it's not some some, you know, weird military shit that nobody even you know, this is well, it, whatever. It really and really it, what it comes down to leaves. anyway, what it comes down to is, you know, and I which are, I I'm right with what you're getting at, Mark. I mean, who? The, what the hell is it? Who the hell do you think it is? Who do you trust? You, I mean, when it comes to these things that we're seeing, people are seeing every single day. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, it, you know, you're kind of scratching your head going, well, well, what could this thing be? We know it's unidentified. We don't know what this thing is. But it could very well belong to somebody, like Amber said, somebody who is just tinkering in their garage and they figure out some way to make something make some silly putty egg fly through the air i mean it's it can it can happen uh, right? yeah i mean so i suppose I mean, it's possible yeah, yeah I, I suppose it's possible too but how do you know and i think that's what makes you know this especially with you know stuff in the sky that we're talking about uh to me so captivating because i mean it's frustrating also because uh, we just don't know what the hell's going on here right and that's why you have yeah like it's, well, we like, see, it, go ahead go ahead joe Somebody gonna say something? I didn't say anything. 
Oh. What, what I was <laughs> what I was saying. Um, I took it. I took a like sizable swig of beer. No, what I was saying though is that's I think in this field, and I mean this is not to take a swipe at anybody who's actively studying in the field because there's a lot of really amazing people we know who are studying this stuff, right? Uh, but I think there's a certain degree of paranoia that comes along with really pursuing these things. Uh, you see a lot of, you know, and as I've, a lot of people I've met through the UFO community and stuff like that, I mean, they're just, they're, they're, their distrust of everything around them is as intense as their interest in unidentified flying objects, right? So it's, mm-hmm. it's and these conversations are interesting because when you're just trying to be objective, like we all are, obviously, on this call, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're yeah. all, we all end up scratching our heads going, well, I don't know what the hell I was. This is what I saw. and it's as simple as that it's as simple it's 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 i don't know what else you can really do so i the humming and hawing we we all do the same thing amber and i do the same thing as i was saying um with the uh, the thing we saw about well that was over 10 years ago now um yeah we left that thing as i said i'll go back to that point uh with a different perspective and appreciation for this thing because now i've actually i saw something so it wasn't like oh good oh another story well now i have a story right like you like you mark like you joe but mark you said there was some other stuff that you saw i mean uh yeah this i've probably um when i was a kid of when i was probably in fifth or sixth grade my dad and i saw a really pretty weird thing in our front yard that was what just more of the like the, the strange super strange light in the sky phenomenon it's kind of moving around in a weird way um remember that was weird me and my dad have talked about that several times uh and like following that your dad is like I, I would say like a very like he, he seems like, because he's like a psychiatrist, isn't he? He, like, is very... Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the book, yeah, my dad's... Guy. Yeah, he's he's pretty no-nonsense. I remember mm-hmm. he and I sat in our front yard watching things. He was just like, oh, shit, like, you know, like... He, you know, we were... I, I, you know, if anything, he was, like, kind of uh, flabbering as his... Being, like, a father trying to explain something. He's just like, man, I don't know what that is. You know, like... Describe this again. Um, I'm, I, I want to take this in again. What did, what did this look like a little bit? I mean, what, what you remember at least? The thing, the the this thing that's up with that. Uh, it was pretty big. Um, seemed to be like vaguely football shaped. Didn't see so another, you know, another didn't... silly putty egg. No, no. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But another this, one. This was more of, well, this was more of just like a light. This had a really bright light, and I remember. Um, I was like raking leaves or doing something. It was right around sun, sundown, and it, but you know there was still some light in the sky, but it was pretty dark. Uh, street lights were on. I remember, and I was like raking some leaves or doing something in the yard. It was just like, huh? There was a weird kind of like kind of just looked like a helicopter almost with, with a with a searchlight, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really making any kind of sound. And I remember I went in. It was weird enough for me to be like you know, step back in my house and call for whoever was there. And I guess it's just my dad was the one that came out and saw it. Um, and yeah, he came out and we looked at it for a couple, couple seconds and it just kind of like disappeared off, you know, went below the tree line. Seemed like it was like off in the distance, you know, like 
probably, I don't know, a few, like a, a, a couple miles away. It mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, it wasn't super, wasn't super close to where we were, but seemed, you know, like whatever. Yeah. So as a kind kid, did that really floated freak away? You, did that really freak you out as a kid? Like that night, you're like, oh my god, what the hell's outside of my bedroom window? Uh, sort of. Yeah, I remember being being freaked out about it, uh, and being, you know. I remember thinking it was it was weird. I, you know, it's definitely. Um, I mean, yeah, that, like I said, I've, I've probably, if I were to think real hard, I mean, it's you know different. The impact, the different events, you know, like depending on how, how, like, intense of a sighting or whatever you want to, say, you know, how much it whatever the experience is. Me, there's, yeah, yeah, right. There's a range to it. Sometimes you just see, you know weird shit you know that's, that's happened dozens of times where i'm like whoa what? you know like whatever you see something if somebody's you know if you're with a buddy or something you might try to get somebody else to look at it too yeah but it just kind of it's far away it just kind of it just kind of goes away and then you know you're not really thinking about it much like 20 or 30 minutes later um definitely had plenty of those but you know i think that you know the further away it is or whatever there's certain factors that kind of leave it more up to you know, you shouldn't make a big deal about it because it's a good chance it is just like a, like, you know, some sort of something natural thing. It can be explained uh, a human away. thing. Yeah, some some people, some people mm. up there, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> sort of. Well, I mean, helicopter, whatever. The degree, this degree of intensity we're talking about, it's it's interesting. Yeah, to me exactly. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I we've we've talked to people who literally are telling us, you know, that they're being, you know tormented or tortured by you know spirits or that for example this is just an example right um they're being traumatized they're you know they've been dealing with this their whole lives and i, I can't identify with that i don't i've never experienced anything like yeah. that um you know mm-hmm. but to have that kind of trauma or that type of intensity from an experience like something that you can't explain i, I, I can say myself everything that i've what I what I call anomalous, like you know things that I've seen, like you mm-hmm. know, whatever it may be, I just call it an anonymous anomalous experience. I have never, mm-hmm. you know, thankful. I mean, I've never been. I don't think I've ever been really scarred as a result of that, or had any type of like damage done to my mind. But some people have. Yeah, and that's kind of freaky, man. <laughs> you know, like I I, I couldn't imagine well, that. Go okay, totally random, but yeah. One of the things that you grow up kind of becoming scarred by, and, and uh, I guess when we're thinking about things this time of year, being in the sky, Santa Claus. So this is like the closest show we're going to have. Right, and I, I've yeah. never seen Santa before, but, I mean, that's the thing. It's like okay. you know, people want to try to deny it, but, well, I mean, and, enough people talk about Santa well, Claus. Well, and really. as a, <laughs> but, be but as a kid, you know, you're taught that Santa Claus yeah. is real. He flies in, like, the, his own UFO with, like, r- creepy reindeer, you know, propelling it. And so do you guys, I thought about this question earlier, but do do you guys have any, like, the crushing realization when you realize Santa wasn't real? Like, does does any of you have, like, a hilarious story about that as a kid growing up? (laughs) Actually, uh, I do, but it was, was like, due to, for some reason, like, my parents told me basically right off the bat that Santa wasn't real. Oh. They were like, they were like, Santa is based on, uh, some like saint like saint nicholas i guess like from they were just like it was a real person but he's dead now and like <laughs> people, like santa that everybody talks about is not real 
And so I was at like a grocery store. (laughs) I think I was like maybe three years old. And this like still being the eighties when people I think would actually just like randomly come up and like talk to anyone. Oh yeah. Uh, Some (laughs) some, like some woman came by and was like, Hey, Hey, what's Santa going to bring you this year for Christmas? It was like maybe a week or two before Christmas. And I was like, he's dead. Oh. <laughs> like, 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 why the fuck are you lying? Why are you trying to lie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <it's> like, <laughs> that, that was my verbatim response. <laughs> Apparently like the woman like looked, she got this like purely like mortified look on her face and just walked away without saying anything. <laughs> well, yeah. That, I think so. <laughs> there's like this new movement now this year you know, with the way the world's changing right now. It's 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 insane. Every holiday, something new happens. And I I've, I've been seeing this now. There's a new movement this this season now called the Santa Truthers. And they're out there what? in full the, the Santa Truthers. Okay. I'm dead serious. OK. okay? All right. Tell us the, about this. The Santa, wow. no, the Santa Truthers. Are, it's, it's no story. It's simply just Santa Truthers. They want. All the children, no matter what age they are, to know what Joe knew, for example, when he was three years old. That Santa Claus. <laughs> they're like adamantly. Yeah, they're like militant. They're hardcore. Believing in Santa. Yeah. Yeah, you're not allowed to believe in Santa it's, anymore. It, it is kind of, man. I mean, whatever. I've never. I don't have any kids of my own. Uh, and so I've never thought about it from that point of like, you know, should I. T- whatever. Um, but just kind of objectively objectively excuse me it's kind of fucked up <laughs> to, to to tell people you know i mean to have this thing that and then you know by the time you get to be like whatever five six seven somebody at school tells you that it's you know whatever but it's kind of a weird you know it's it is weird and i guess that how it's, is it it's not a, like you know, people, a manipulation device right yeah yeah you get it, your kids to behave it's not fucking real yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 well, you know, that's yeah. an interesting Somebody's point. Somebody's watching you. Well, you better also, do what I it's say. It's also yeah. kind of, yeah, it's also kind of to like enjoy your, you know, to like, it's like this kind of selfish, like thing for adults what? to get to enjoy, like the, the like magic, like watching a kid get excited about it. But it's like, like it's the same, you know. You you shouldn't tell your your kid that you're going to build them a fucking swimming pool, and then you don't build them a swimming pool, like. <laughs> It's kind of like if, if, you, if you're doing that, if, if you're doing that to like watch your kid's face light up, but then you're not, you know, it's, there's not going to be a swimming pool. It's kind of, kind of fucked up. <laughs> you should know. tell I your mean, kid that if you disagree with me, hell is real and you're going there. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's the same forever. thing. That's what that what's got my yeah. gears grinding right there. I'm like, well, yeah, this is. A, somebody said that a second ago. Like, this is a, I mean, I mean, yeah, manipulation tool. I'm like, well, oh, that sounds familiar. That's, yeah. yeah, that's true. Well, I was just reading about the history of Krampus. So you, you guys know who Krampus is, right? Yeah. Okay, it's like, if, oh, for any, oh, yeah, for sure. any listeners out there that don't know, Krampus is like the kind of demonic counterpart to Santa. And he's gaining pop- a lot of traction the last couple of years. Yeah, and he's really popular. Like mm-hmm. in Austria, they have these badass parades that these costumes are insane. Just go on YouTube, look up a Krampus parade. But there was an article I was just oh, yeah. reading from the 30s where in Austria – Teachers, doctors, psychiatrists were urging, and the church, were urging them to stop this Krampus practice because what would happen in Austria, they gave a specific uh, description of this kid that was terrified all day because he knew Santa 
or St. Nick over in Austria, and Krampus both would be coming to his door and knocking. So a dude dressed as Santa and a dude dressed as a Krampus, complete with chains and a whip, who looks like Satan, comes to all the doors, knocks, and the kid heard the knock and freaked the fuck out and yeah. starts running around like screaming because sure enough, here comes Santa and, and the devil. And then they de- determined uh. that the kid wasn't like, oh, you weren't that great. And so Krampus starts chasing the kid around, whipping him. Like, that's terrifying. That's terrifying. <laughs> so I can see where, like, the psychiatrists yeah. and everything of Austria back in the 30s were like, this is fucking up our kids. Like, royally, yeah. we need to stop this. But it, it does go with that manipulation idea. Well, my they, f- go ahead. They also have some other, like, weird shit going on for, like, European Christmas stuff. Because there's the, the thing in the Netherlands where they have the, like, Sparta Pete. Oh, black so, like, oh, yeah, they're like Santa black helper face, and Santa. wearing blackface. Yeah. It's like totally... Like, it's somebody... a really big deal this year. Like, it's not getting reported yeah. in the American media, but it's huge over there right now, as it should be. Yeah. It's just antiquated fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that yeah. that is still still a thing. Like, yeah. like it's, it's like a children's character it, that's appropriate like, at all. <laughs> Well, you know, here's the thing with Santa, though. I, I love telling my my this is full transparency. This is my favorite Christmas story of the year that has to do with me. And it has to do with this Santa Claus thing we're talking about. I always break this out at Christmas time because it's it, well, you get the point. When I was about I was probably around three or four years old. I was very young and. My parents, of course, you know, I believed in Santa at that time, right? Uh, And my parents used to always tell me every year, like, listen, if you get out of the bed in the middle of the night to go playing around, because I used to like to get out of bed and go goofing around in the middle of the night, of course. uh, They say, you know, on Christmas Eve, they're like, if you get out of bed and start goofing around, Santa's not going to bring you anything. He's not going to bring you any presents. So, of course, that scared the living hell out of me. so one year, I don't remember which year it was exactly, I was laying in bed at Christmas Eve, um, and I suddenly realized I had to go to the bathroom, right? So I'm like, okay. But I can't but, get but up. But I can't get up because. I'm shitting the bed. It, well, I didn't shit the bed. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, I can't get up because if, if Santa sees me, I'm not going to get any presents. Aww. So yeah. and when you're that age, you don't you don't have any plastic bottles. You don't have any water bottles. You're nothing. You're nothing. <laughs> so so yeah, I pissed the bed. I totally pissed the bed. My parents come oh, in the man. next. My parents come in the next morning. But I uh, won. But I won. You see, because my parents come yeah. in the next morning and they're like, "What the hell is this? You pissed the bed." I'm like, "Well, you said if I got out of bed." And Santa saw me, I wouldn't get any presents, so I was kind of stuck here, you know? And they're like, oh, shit. Even to this day, they're like, they're like, you fucking got us, kid. You fucking got us. I'm like, yeah. uh, I'm only following yeah. rules here, you know? Um, but that, but, that's, a, but that, that's that control tool, though. Going back to that, you know, this whole Santa thing, I never really thought about it too much that way until tonight. It, it's a manipulation device. It really is. And maybe that's why, I don't know why, but... Maybe that is why people kind of put this whole ideology in place with the whole Santa thing, at least in America. Well, and St. Nicholas was actually not, he was, like, from one of the popes actually made him not a saint. Did you know he was actually the patron saint of prostitutes? Oh, really? He is. Yeah. Ooh. I know. Well, that'll make things a little bit more interesting. prostitutes? Yeah, prostitutes, yeah. Yep, if you go back and you look up the different things that he's the patron saint of. Yep. (laughs) 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 But, yeah, that's, um, 
that's a really interesting. I never thought about that. Uh, but there are the Santa truthers out there. Everybody out there, check that out. You're going to die laughing. Hmm. There are the Santa. Tr- they're literally out there running up to little kids saying there is no Santa. Get used to it now, kid. I'm like, <laughs> but oh. it's like they're like fucking like Richard Dawkins of Santa Claus. <laughs> 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 I would hate Richard Dawkins for a dad. Oh, yeah. nothing's real. So we're all just, we're all just that would be oh. so much better uses of their time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, know, I mean, it's funny. It's funny to like want to be like a whistleblower so bad that you just have to like run with the first first thing you can blow the whistle on. Well, I was gonna it's say like... you gotta start. You gotta start small and work your way up. Apparently, and apparently, Santa Truther is the yeah. bottom level of the of the ladder to move up on being a whistleblower. Well, apparently. is there gonna be Easter Bunny Truthers? Yeah. I'm sure that's coming next Tooth year. Fairy Truthers. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're gonna have a whole group. All right. I don't know. This is. I just heard about the Santa Truthers this year. I don't know. <laughs> What are you guys doing for the holidays? You guys aren't you guys aren't on the road uh, through the holidays. You guys are home now, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah, we uh, we're home. We got we got wrapped up in October, and we actually have had some time off for once. Oh, and when are you guys going back out? Uh, the next thing on the agenda for us is just working on the next record. I think Ooh. we may have some some shows here and there next year, but yeah. nothing like really really major planned yet. We're just going to use the time to. To uh, start, start really honing in on the new stuff. Are you guys going to work? I, I don't know if this is a, this is too early to ask this. Are you guys going to work with Chris Bruni again, Profound Lore? No, we uh, uh, the last the last record was our last like like full length with them. We may end up doing something like a like a one off with them again at some point. We definitely like still have a great relationship with Chris, but oh, yeah. we're uh, we're in the middle of some some new negotiations right now. So hopefully yeah. we'll see a new record in 2020 or two, maybe 2000, well, probably 2020, huh? Yeah, well, probably. I mean, we'll, we would definitely be back in 2020, I would say. And I, it's yeah. a little too early to say if we may end up back back out on the road like later next year. Cool. But, but right now, like our main focus is just getting getting that new material locked in. Please give us a new record. Yes, that that sounds fantastic. <laughs> Do that for us, man. Well, no, guys, I want to thank you guys for taking the time and talking to us here. This is super cool. You know, and you guys are dear friends to us. We, we love the hell out of you guys, and we are always get excited when, when you guys are coming through to play because it's not only get to see one of our favorite bands play, but get to hang out with you guys and chat and have a lot of fun. So it's always a riot when you I guys are I can't wait for the through. next time, man. It was, yeah. it was so much fun. Ghostly Talk! <laughs> Thank you,